Amen. It's an honor to be here this morning, and I uh, am so thankful, first and foremost, to Jesus, my Lord and Savior, for the opportunity to be able to hear, be here and share. And I uh, just want to give honor to Pastor Tyson for asking me to come and to share what's on my heart, what I believe the Lord has put on my heart. I don't know that I'll be able to get through because, like Lynn told me this morning, you've never had a problem having something to say. So <laughs> that's what she's saying about her mother-in-law. But praise God. <clears throat> God's good. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning. I want to ask a question this morning about what's the condition of your heart this morning. And I'm not talking about your physical condition of your heart. I'm talking about the spiritual condition of your heart. You know, we need to ask ourselves, where are we at with the Lord? Are we striving to please him? Are we striving to do everything we can for the Lord Jesus Christ? Our lives are an example. Paul said, follow me as I follow you. Can you say that this morning? Can you tell someone maybe you work with or you go to school with, can you tell them and say to them, follow me as I follow Jesus? Is your life that living example? Are you a testimony? Now, I'm not here to bring condemnation. I'm not here. This is between you and Jesus. It has nothing to do with me. Amen? So I want us to talk this morning a little bit about the condition of our hearts. And uh, our hearts need to be 100% towards God. Excuse me, i got to get these glasses on here. I don't want anybody looking around today pointing fingers at your spouse or your neighbor or, or your friend and thinking, you know, well, they've got a rotten heart or their heart's not right with God. No, we're making this personal today. We're making it personal in the way that you need to ask yourself, am I doing everything God has asked me to do? Am I being obedient? And I believe the Lord gave me a, 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 a word today. I believe it's a clarion call, not just for here, but all around the world because Jesus is coming soon. We're in the end times. I know we are because the signs of the times are all around us. And we don't have time to play church anymore. We don't have time to make it a social event. We need to be seeking the face of God and falling on our face and finding out what God has for us. Amen. And not allow this world to get in into our lives, into our families, into our uh, marriages, whatever. Because the enemy is out to take us out. How many of you believe there's a real devil out there? Amen. I'm glad to see those hands because there is. The Bible says he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come to give life and give it more abundantly. And I know that all we have to do is open, the, open a door, just a little crack, and the enemy will come in. And he will try to wreak havoc on your life, your marriage, your children, whatever. And we have to stand up and stand against the wiles of the enemy. Amen? And so let's, we're going to just, like I said, we're going to ask a few questions here. I'm going to talk to you about, when I said a clarion call, I believe it is a clarion call. And you may say, well, what's a clarion? Well, a clarion was a trumpet in the medieval times where they called. It was a real shrill, real loud, very clear sound that when they got ready to uh, go to battle, or there was a, 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 a meeting getting ready to happen. This clarion was called, and a clarion call is something that is so clear. I want to make sure I get this correct here, but a clarion call is, 
is a strong and direct request for people to do something. It's not just clear, but a crystal clear call. One that is unmistakable and overwhelmingly clear, coming from the core of one spirit, the spirit of God, to move out of complacency, compromise, procrastination, doubt, fear, and limitation to move and conquer for the kingdom. But it's like that to only those who hear. And the Bible says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying this morning. Amen. I know it's kind of subtle, but it's a true word. And I believe that it's something for everybody. Time is short. Like I said, I believe Jesus is coming. The signs of the time are all around us. And it's time to draw near to him and have a heart after his own heart. And you may say, well, what kind of heart does he have? Well, the word of God tells us exactly the kind of heart he has. It tells us the way we're to live. It is our blueprint. It is our GPS. You know, we may wonder sometimes what we're supposed to do, where we're to go, and what we're to say, and all those things. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. If you're born again in here this morning, the Holy Spirit resides within you this morning. And he's willing and able and wants to speak to you. Amen. But we have to have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And not be, sometimes we get so much clutter in our life, we don't even take time for God. And I know I'm probably going way off my stuff, but that's all right. Because I believe God wants us to hear this morning that times are pressing. We need to examine our heart. The Bible says that we need to allow God to search our heart. To see if there's any wicked way in us. And if there is, we need to go before the throne room of God and allow him to clean us up. Amen? There's a story in the Bible that talks about the potter in the clay. I believe it's in Jeremiah 18. And he talks about going down to the potter's house. Hold on, I'm just going to read that for us right now. <clears throat> the Lord gave another message. This is in Jeremiah 18. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar was making but the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and he started over. Then the Lord gave the mess this message. Oh Israel, and you can put your name right in there. Can I do I oh wait, I'm so sorry. Can I not do to you as this potter has done to this clay as the clay in the is in the potter's hand so are you in my hand we have to be uh, willing and pliable let the holy spirit let god deal with us about our sin about things that come into our life that's not pleasing to him and i know pastor said they're going to start a new series and i just want before he even begins that i think we need to examine our own hearts to see where we're at with Jesus. Amen. God sought off sought after a man after his own heart. In 1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 14. Saul was had uh, Saul was going to battle. He'd been in wars. But Samuel came to him who was a prophet, but Saul was the first king of Israel. And this is what he said in 1 Samuel 13 verse 14. You have done a foolish thing, Samuel said. 
You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. If you're born again, there is a process. There's a process of transformation of your heart. When we're born again, the Spirit of God comes and resides within our spirit, man. And we're righteous because he's righteous. And because of the blood of Jesus, we can be righteous. But we are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. And our soul, which makes up our mind, will, and emotions, that's our soul. And then we have this flesh we deal with. Amen? David was a man after God's own heart. Was he perfect? No, he was not. He failed miserably at times. But what made him a man after God's own heart? Because he was quick to repent. He was quick to repent. He was sorry for his sins. He loved God. He did not want to hurt the heart of God. And he did not want to offend or grieve the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we do so many things that I, I, I sometimes just can imagine that God is so grieved over some of the things that we do, the way we act, some of the things we say. Like I said, David was not perfect. I'm far from perfect. My kids, my family will tell you that. But it's a matter of the heart. And if you're striving to seek God with all your heart, he will meet you there. And he will teach you. But there are things that we have to do to have a heart after God. And one of those things is that we have to get in this word. Because the word of God is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it says it cuts between the spirit and the soul. And it also says that we need to hide this word in our heart that we might not sin against God. How are you going to know what's right, what's wrong, if you don't know what this word says. So I want to encourage everyone today to get in the Bible, read your word. Maybe you just need to start out five minutes a day. Same way with prayer. We need to get in the presence of God. The Bible says to go into your prayer closet, spend time with him. And you know, you may start out there again with five minutes going into the closet. Not literally maybe, but you know what I'm saying. Go to God, spend time with him, read your word. It's vitally important that we know how to live for Jesus Christ. Amen. I know that without him, I'd be nothing. I've served God almost 45, 46 years. I don't remember, 45, something like that. And every day gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Some of you uh, more my age will remember that song. Sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and I. Amen. I can't go a day without spending time with God because I know what I am without him. Amen. Some of you in here who are born again, you know where God's brought you from. Some of you may have been in drugs, alcohol, immoral, in, a, in an immoral lifestyle. You might have been the biggest liar on the planet. I don't know. That's between you and God. I don't need to know. But all I know is if you don't guard your heart, you will fall back into that because the devil will see to it. He will bring things along to tempt you. 
to cause you to fall into sin? The thing is, are you quick to repent? Do you realize that by the blood of Jesus, he says that the blood of Jesus covers our sin. Amen. You go to Jesus and you ask him to forgive you when you mess up. He will forgive you. Johnny on the spot. Amen. He will forgive you and it says that he will cast those sins as far as the east is from the west and he'll remember them no more. This is not a, a message of condemnation. This is not a message of guilt. I just believe this is a clarion call today that God says, where are you at with him? Is your heart right with him? Are you striving to be better at being a Christian? It says to be holy as he is holy. That doesn't mean you're perfect. That means that daily we're striving. And this flesh and this spirit, I mean this soul, our mind is the biggest battlefield of, of where the enemy wants to play. He will bring things to you to torment you of your past. He will cause you to think you're not worth anything, and that is a lie out of the pit of hell. God calls you his son and his daughter, and you are worth something. Amen? He created you in the very image of himself. He knew the end from the beginning. Or the be yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he knows everything about you. The Bible says he knows the numbers of hair on your head. For some of us that maybe don't have as many, he still knows how many you had. Amen? So God knows your heart. But you have to be honest. And that was one thing I wanted to say too. Sometimes we don't want to get intimate. We can take this over into the natural realm. We don't want to get too close to people. We don't want to get too intimate with people. I'm not talking sexual. I'm talking about just having a close relationship with the Father. And some of us don't even want to get intimate with one another because we're afraid that somebody's going to see our faults, our shortcomings. They may see that we lose our temper once in a while. And so we build walls up around us. And sometimes we do that same thing in our relationship with God. We don't feel worthy to go before God and allow him to love on us. He knows you anyway. He knows everything about you. He already knows you ever come to him what your issues are amen he knows you messed up so quit trying to fool yourself and quit trying to fool everybody around you we can come into church we can look good we can look nice but our heart can be far from God I don't mean that to be sound bad but it's true sometimes we come into church you know we're praising God but we take it as a social thing which God wants us to have friends. God wants us to have relationships. We're built for relationships. But if Jesus Christ is not number one in your life, he needs to be number one in your life before your spouse, before your kids, before your parents, or anything else. The Bible talks, our granddaughter, she's sitting out here, uh, a few years back, she sent me a song, me and uh, my husband, and it was called, uh, I can't remember, but it was a song about idols. Can you remember it, hon? Clear the stage. And it talks about having idols in our life. And sometimes we, if we aren't careful, we'll put everything before God. We'll put people, we'll put our homes, we'll put 
relationships, and God wants to be number one. The Bible says he's a jealous God, not a bad jealousy. It's just that he wants fellowship with you. He wants you to, he wants to be your number one focus in your life. And so my question to you today is, is he? Is he your number one focus? Everything you do, everything you say, everywhere you go. We have to be very careful what we open our eyes up to, what we open our ears up to, and especially open, you know, because sin has a way of creeping in. And when sin creeps in, it'll harden your heart. And it'll harden your heart to the place where you don't begin to feel God like you used to or experience him like you used to. You won't be able to uh, go before him because the enemy's put so much guilt on you. But don't allow sin to come in. Guard your heart. Guard your ears. Guard your mouth. Guard your, you know, we have to be careful what we say, what we do. We can have so many attitudes sometimes creep up in the flesh. I, I know. I've been there. Amen. And sometimes we just have to watch because God expects us to live a life that's pure and holy and righteous before him. Amen. And I'm not, like I said, it's, it's between you and Jesus this morning. It has nothing to do with me. I just believe that God gave me this word this morning. I don't know why. I told Tyson, I felt like I had a ping pong ball bouncing around in my head for two weeks. Because I was praying and I was reading the word of God. And I know that I can't do anything in myself. And I know that I wanted Jesus to be the one to give me this word this morning. I didn't want it to be something that I wanted to preach on because I found numerous things. And that's why I felt like I had that ping pong ball going around in my head. I wanted to preach on so many different things. I wanted to come in here and bless you and encourage you. And I am encouraging you because God's in this. And it's not a matter, like I said, to get down and out. Don't go out of here feeling discouraged. Don't go out of here feeling like, because the devil will make you feel like a worm when you leave this place. He'll make you feel like, oh, I've, I, I missed it, or I'm not where I need to be. No, Jesus wants to encourage you this morning because he's wanting you to come up higher in him. Amen? He wants you to go deeper. The Bible says deep calls unto deep. It says that, it says that we go from glory to glory. How do we get from glory to glory? Because we spend time in his presence. We read his word, and the more intimate we get with the Holy Spirit, with, with, with the Lord, then we begin to take on his characteristics. We begin to act like him, and this, the glory of God will begin to shine on your face. And the glory of God will begin to just radiate out from you. And people will wonder, what does he have? What does she have? And when we can't tell the difference between the world and the church, we're in trouble. And I think one of the biggest things that has happened, and I'm just speaking from my heart. This is not what I even, I mean, I, I've got a whole thing up here. But I believe that the Holy Spirit, I'm one of the biggest things in the church today. I'm not talking about here at the church. I'm talking about church worldwide. God's bride, God's church. I believe that deception is one of the biggest things that the enemy has come in 
and brought in to the church and into our lives individually. Deception. The enemy is a deceiver. That's what the word says. The word says that he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to blind the eyes of believers to make you think that everything is okay when it's not. He will take scriptures and try to pervert them to make you justify your sin. But God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. His word has never changed. What was sin then is sin today. Amen. Can I get an amen about that? And I believe that deception is one of the end time things that has come in. He's caused us to believe. I'm not going to get off on everything, but, you know, thinking that we can live homosexual lifestyles and we can do this and we can do that. It very plainly says in the word of God what is sin. It doesn't mean we don't love them because we do. But we don't have to love the sin. Amen. And God wants us to be a light because he is love. God is love. But he won't wink at our sin. And you know you're going to stand before God one day. And you're going to give an account for your life and how you lived it. What you said. What you done. And like I said we're not perfect. I know that. But God sees the heart. How quick are you to repent? Are you sorry for what you've done? You know. Sometimes my husband and I, you know, we'll be talking and then I'll have to go repent because, you know, him and I might get in a little spat. It's true. We all get in spats. Anybody married in here ever get in a spat? Amen. Well, we have to guard our hearts sometimes. You know, we have to watch ourselves and see what we're saying because you may have to go to, go to, go to the Lord and say, you know, I snapped a little bit too fast there or I shouldn't have said that. The Bible says to think on things that are pure and holy and righteous. You can read about it in the word of God. The works of the flesh. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go there. Galatians chapter 5, if you got your Bibles. I got I to gotta watch my time. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5. It talks about <clears throat> living by the Spirit's power, living by the Holy Spirit. And you can see in there, <clears throat> he talks about the works of the flesh. And he says in verse 19, when you follow the desires of sinful nature, your lives will produce these evil results. Sexual immorality, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, idolatry, participation of demonic activities. Yes, and there is demonic activity, trust me. The Bible says we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against powers and principalities, rulers of darkness. So, let's move on. Idolatry, participation in demonic activities, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, Divisions and feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group. Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other kinds of sin. That's just a few that they mention about the works of the flesh. So you see, we got a real battle on our hands. Amen? And the only way you're, gonna, only way you're going to 
be able to live pleasing unto the Lord is to really surrender yourself 100% to him and find out what his word said. Spend time, quality time with him. Another thing we need to do to have a heart after God and to check to see if our heart's right is worship. You know, sometimes I can feel just something. Anybody ever deal? And don't raise your hand. You don't have to raise your hand. But anybody ever deal with just being down and out and feeling like the enemy is beating you up or you're depressed or you just feel this oppression coming against you? The best thing you can do is begin to worship God and just give him your praise. And I'm not talking about just coming in here with song. I'm talking about just lifting both hands and begin to worship him and thank him for what he's done and for who he is. Not because of what he can do for you. You know, sometimes we, we, we walk with God and we think he's, he's like McDonald's drive through or something. You know, we get in trouble. We want to pull out our little, our little uh, coin or whatever and think that he's just going to magically do stuff. There's, there's contingencies to the blessings of God. And it's in the word. But I just want to share with you, you know, when you feel like that, get in the presence of God. Begin to worship him. Begin to just love on him. He loves you, and he, all he wants is your love for him. Amen. And a heart after him like David. David had a heart after God. And though he committed adultery, and though he did some evil things, it was his heart. God sees the heart. He doesn't look on the outside. And like I said, it's a transformation that we're going through. I've been on this journey, like I said, for a long time. And I'm still learning things. I've been gone from here seven years. And I'm telling you what, probably it's been, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's probably been one of the hardest, but it's been one of the best seven years probably that, that I've had. Because the Lord has challenged me. The Lord has uh, stretched me in ways that I didn't even know I could be stretched. But God is good, and he's faithful. And my, my thing for you today is run after God. He wants you. He loves you. You're his son. You're his daughter. When you get your back, when your back's up against the wall, who do you run to? Do you pick up the phone and talk to everybody you can talk to to find out, you know, what they've got to say about it? Or, you know, do you go out trying to, Dig up answers somewhere. God's got the answer. He is your answer. I'm not saying it's wrong to talk to friends and to get counsel and all that. But sometimes the biggest thing we can do is press in in prayer and hear the voice of God and see, hear what he's saying to us. Amen. The Bible says in... 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and I, I've got to stop right there for just a second. <laughs> Pride is one of the biggest things and we've all had to deal with it. I've had to deal with it. We all deal with it. But pride is the root I believe of most sin and the things we do, we get pride, we have ego. 
And Jesus Christ says that he wants us to be humble before not only him, but before men. We can't go around being arrogant and high-minded and think that we're better than everybody else. That's not what Jesus did. He loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. And he wants your light to shine so that you can do great things for the kingdom of God. Every one of you have a call on your life. Every one of you has a plan that God has already prepared for you. But going on in 2 Chronicles chapter 4, it says, If my people humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, require of necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then they will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. And I'm going to close with this. There is so much more I would love to say and talk about, but I know... I'm going to get the this in a minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lynn shared with me this morning. She said, if you see me, do this. Watch the time. I said, all right. But anyway, many people know this scripture. Jeremiah 29, 11. I remember, you know, it was one of our daughter's favorite scriptures way back in the day. And it's so true because so many times the enemy will try to tell you that you've blown it. You've went too far. No, you have not. The grace and mercy of God is way beyond what you could even imagine. You have not gone too far. Jesus just wants you to get up, shake yourself, brush the dust off, and get moving. Amen? Moving forward in the kingdom of God because he does have a mighty plan for you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, verses 11 through 13, For I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you a hope in your final outcome. Then you'll call upon me and you will come and you'll pray to me. And I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for and require me as a vital necessity. And find me when you search me with your whole heart. Amen. We need to seek him daily. Spend time seeking his presence. We need to read the word of God. Passionately worship him. Love deeply. Be quick to repent. Be obedient and submissive. Have an attitude of a servant. Be a giver and have a reverential fear of God. And sometimes in this day and age, there's not a real fear of God. And we need to fear. It's a reverential fear. It's not a fear. Like you watch some scary movie and you get fearful. God forbid. It's a reverential fear. You need to renew your mind and, and, and just continue to love on God with all your heart. I thought this was really good. And I'm gonna, I, I will close with this. You know how sometimes preachers do this. They have five closings. But I thought this was really good, and and it's food for thought. So just bear with me. A young man ran ran after Socrates, calling, Socrates, Socrates, can I be your disciple? And Jesus may be saying that. You may be running after Jesus. Can I be your disciple today? And Socrates ignored him and walked out into the water. 
And the man followed him, and he repeated the question. Socrates turned and without a word grabbed the young man and dunked him under the water and held him down until he knew that he couldn't take it any longer. And the man came up gasping for air, and Socrates replied. And when I read this today, I, or, you know, before, I couldn't help but think that this is what Jesus would say to us. When you desire the truth, as much as you seek air, you can be my disciple. You are his disciples if you've been born again. Band can come on up. I don't know where they're at. There they are. Come on out, please. Band. <laughs> Alyssa, Ben, somebody. No, I'm just kidding. But he's calling for us to be disciples and have a heart after him. Amen. And so I just want, this is personal today. This isn't me here doing this, doing this, doing that. I believe it was a clarion call from the Lord. I really do. I believe he's wanting his people to hear what he's got to say today. So I'm not asking you to, you know, look at anybody else. I want you to search your own heart today and allow God to search it. It says to create in me, David said, create in me a clean heart. Have you asked God to create a clean heart in you? He says, to search my heart to see if there's any wicked thing in me. It's a daily thing. I pray that almost every day. God, search me. See if there's anything within me that needs changed. And trust me, I have a pastor friend that she used to say, well, God will take you to the woodshed sometimes. And it's true. God wants to take you to the woodshed sometimes. I don't even know what that means, but I assume it's a shed out in the woods. But I guess what she means is sometimes God will get a hold of you and he'll shake you to where you can't, there's nothing left to shake. Amen? And let me tell you, being broken before God is a good thing. I love when the Holy Spirit deals with me. And sometimes it's not easy. I've laid before days on my bed crying because God's dealing with me, trying to get me to wake up about something. But that's a good thing. If the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, that's a good thing. Amen? That means you're hearing what the Spirit of God is saying. Now the, now the question is, are you going to be obedient and obey what the Spirit of God is saying? And that's between you and Him. The Bible says work out your own salvation. And that's what each one of us has to do. But I know there's coming a day we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to be rewarded accordingly. There's a real heaven to gain, and there's a real hell to shun. I know nobody wants to talk about hell anymore, but it's real. And we, the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. The best thing we can do is to take others with us to heaven. This stuff on earth is going to pass away. It means nothing. You can't take it with you, but you can take what you've done for the kingdom of God with you. Amen? I don't want to stand before God someday and have to give account thinking you know, I did pretty good. You know, I wasn't too bad. No, God wants you to give him his best. 
or give him, give him your best so that he can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. And I just want to say one thing to you young people on the front row. <laughs> Jay's down there smiling at me. You need to grab a hold of God early in your life. Don't wait. The best thing you can do right now is grab a hold of Jesus Christ in your life. Make him Lord over all. You are under so much pressure. I realize that. You're in, you're in school, and you've got so many things to deal with that I never had to deal with. And you're only going to make it with the help of Jesus Christ. Your friends can't help you because they'll lead you down a patch. Like I said, you're going to be, uh, sin's going to take you where you don't want to go. It's going to keep you longer. You go dabbling in drugs and alcohol and sex and all those things. It's going to lead you down a path you, a path you wish you never had went. And if you don't believe me, then talk to some other people that have lived in the world and have gotten saved, and they will tell you they wish they had made it right and done this from a very early age. Because the more sin you get in, the more baggage you're going to be carrying. And the devil will use it to beat you up, but you have to renew your mind. Any of us in here, we've got a past. All of us has a past. Amen. I don't care if you was a, a good old boy before you got saved. You still got a past. Amen. It takes the blood of Jesus to cleanse us and turn us around. Amen. So young people, don't, be, don't let your light shine. The Bible says, don't hide your light under a bushel. You be the history maker. You be the changer. Amen. Don't let people change you and think that you have to get in their dirt and wallow around with it. You rise up in Jesus and let him lead you. Amen. Get in the prayer closet. Read your Bible. Timothy was young when God called him. You are not too young. God will use you to change nations. I believe there's people in here today, young people, God's going to raise you up. Some of you may be pastors, prophets, teachers. I don't know what God may call you to do. He may call you to be the best garbage truck driver there is. Maybe he'll have you own the company. But he's got good things in store for you. And it's not just the young, it's all of us. Amen. Don't ever give up on God. He's never given up on you. Amen. Everybody stand to your feet like for everybody to stand and just like I said this is about you this morning this ain't about your neighbor your kids your spouse it's about you <clears throat> I want everybody just to bow your head nobody looking around some people get intimidated but I'm going to tell you this morning don't get intimidated for Jesus the Bible says if you're ashamed of him he'll be ashamed of you and I just want you for the next few minutes search your heart see where you're at with Jesus Christ See where you're at. Do you have a heart after God? Are you running after him with everything you've got? Are you putting him first place? Or are you setting up idols in your life? Are you letting sin creep in where it shouldn't be creeping in? And if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today's your day. If you feel that nudging, if you feel that your heart fluttering, that's the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to you today. 
He wants you to get things right with him. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what, what today holds when you walk out of here. And like I said, there's a real heaven to gain and a real hell to shun. So as the band plays, I'm going to ask anyone in here who wants to be born again, who wants to ask Jesus Christ and start a new life today with him. I'm going to ask you to something different. Get out of your seat. I want you to come down front. I know there's prayer teams. They will pray with you. They will help you start on your journey today. Go ahead, Ben. We'll listen. Just begin to play. I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to beg you. But there's nothing like a life with Jesus. He wants you to himself. Young people, if that's you this morning, don't be intimidated. Don't anybody be intimidated. Take that step of faith and come forward and we'll pray with you. Amen. We're just going to give a few minutes the Holy Spirit to work. But I'm going to make another altar call. And that is for anyone in here that this has spoken to today. Nobody's looking around to try to point fingers because none of us is in here is perfect. But if you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart, knowing that you need to get some things right with Jesus. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying maybe God's calling you to go deeper with Him today. Maybe He's wanting you to just step up higher in Him. Maybe there's some things you need to get right with God today so that you can have that heart after God and maybe there's some things you need to lay at this altar to lay it down so as the band plays if there's anyone in that category or anything else you need prayer for healing you, you, you need help prayer for in agreement for something else that's fine come forward but just let the Holy Spirit deal with you today because once you get out of here, outside of the anointing of God, this is where the Holy Spirit will begin to deal with you, right here. Amen? So don't be, don't be afraid. Don't let the enemy try to stop you in your tracks today. Hallelujah. I just believe all hearts are clear. Those that... Uh, Pastor Tyson, do you want to... Thank you, Jesus. Well, it's been an honor to be here today. And like I said, I just want you to know that God does love you with an everlasting love. And just as you leave here today, take this word with you. The word of God does not return void. And I'm just going to ask you to ponder upon the word of God today. And let the Holy Spirit deal with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Go ahead. <clears throat> Next week, we're just going to start a new series called Reset. If you've ever played an old video game, you know it didn't save automatically. You actually had to hit the reset button and you get... We're gonna, next, next week, we're going to hit the reset button 
in our lives. And so she doesn't know that our next series is actually checking our hearts and examining our lives to hit the reset button. So it was clearly God this morning in that sermon. You guys have an amazing, amazing week. We love you. We'll see you back next week. Bring somebody with you.